Hi, my name is Jordan Lytle, and welcome back to the Collected Nonsense Podcast, a podcast about music, games, and other nonsense. With me, I have my co-host, Zachary Bruno. Zachary, how are you doing? Good, man. How are you? Pretty good. Yeah, we missed a couple weeks because I was out of town. I was hoping we were going to be able to record while I was gone, but it just didn't work out. But we're back now, so we'll have to catch up on everything that's been happening. And unfortunately, I don't have a ton of notes, so we'll have to do some of this from memory. It'll be interesting. All right, let's do it. Yep. All right, what have you been up to in the meantime? Uh, lately, I've been working on a few uh, solo instrumental pieces and uh, helping this guy out in Montana uh, with uh, one of his songs. Um, actually doing an instrumental song on his album as well. It's kind of like an interlude. Interesting. What, what kind you, of man? style is the song? Oh, okay. Um, well, I've been out of town. So I went to Washington to visit my sister and her husband. And so we, you know, just kind of looked around, visited some of the parks there, went and sailed on a schooner that was made in the 20s. It was pretty cool. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it was really nice. Made me want to buy a boat, which I do not have the money for, which is kind of disappointing, but it was a lot of fun. Cool. I mean, that's pretty much the only thing I've been doing, though, because... I didn't really have anything else with me. Well, I guess I brought my laptop, but I didn't really get a whole ch- a chance to do much with it. All right. Well, that's fine then. Um, yep. I don't know. It's there's probably a bunch more I've done. I, just, I don't know if I can recall it at the moment. I think yeah, it's basically been a lot of uh, music as usual and. Um, uh, figuring out how to record a an acoustic upright piano has been pretty interesting. Um, it's kind of like uh, it's just a whole nother ball game. I know like a lot of people that uh, listen to my solo piano albums may or may not know that I went to a recording studio that uh, fortunately enough uh, moved from Washington to Arizona. So I didn't have to go far, but I went to a recording studio and I didn't really get to participate or uh, I didn't really care about at the time participating in any of the like the um, the sound. Um, well, I did kind of, but as far as like the nitty gritty recording details and stuff, I didn't really have an interest in at the time. So um, that was all kind of handled by my friend Joe at the studio and now I'm kind of getting into that stuff and doing it on my own and stuff. And it's kind of, it's just kind of like a new thing. And so that's been kind of interesting, just kind of like getting mics and figuring out like the placement of two mics and how differently you can make a piano sound just by changing the mic um, position and stuff. So that's been cool. Huh. So what kind of mics did you get? Well, the, the mics that I got were um, small diaphragm condenser mics so they're like the pencil mics and if you care about the model or anything it's the Rode NT5s okay so how do you usually position them to get the best sound or do you know yet well there's experimenting with yeah there's um I don't know (laughs) I feel like I'm kind of like learning this all like I don't uh, like winging everything but um but like online there's a lot of information about different techniques and honestly um 
like the more I've done it, the more I kind of started realizing that um, basically the mic's only going to pick up what you hear. So it's not really, I mean, if you really want like a grand piano sound, you, you can't really get that from an acoustic upright, no matter what you do. I mean, there there are some limited things you can do with editing and reverb and stuff, but uh, at the end of the day, the best way to, to get the sound that you want is to actually get an instrument that sounds like what you want. Um, so that's kind of something that freed me up to um, to not try to like make the piano sound like what it wasn't, um, but just kind of experiment with uh, the the height of the mics. So like right now, I have the mics positioned so where one of the mics is on the left side of the piano and the other one's on the right, and they're kind of like pointing directly vertically down over the um, over the hammers. So if you open up a, an upright piano, there's from the there's like a, a top there's a top panel that opens up and then there's a front panel that comes off. And so when you open up the front panel, you'll see that the strings are vertical and the hammers are hitting against the strings horizontally. So if you put the mics pointing down over the, the hammers, you're going to get, um, depending on where you put them, you're going to get more or less hammer noise. Um, and so it's, you kind of have to experiment with like the, the height of the mics and then the actual position where the mics are directed toward. Um, there's just so much. It's, it's kind of, I think that I almost feel like I'm totally unqualified to even talk about it because I have no idea myself. But I, I was able to get some kind of a sound that I, I liked, at least. So do you want more hammer noise or less, or does it depend on what you're recording and what you're trying to do? It, it really does. Some people like a lot. Some people don't really care for it at all. All right, well, it's, it'll be interesting to hear what it sounds like when you're done. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> cool. So what have you been listening to this week? So the latest, um, it's it's really convenient because I've been wanting to talk about Toby Mac uh, for a while, um, but he just released an album, um, like, yesterday or the day before, uh, so that was cool. Um, so that's basically what I want to talk about. The Toby Mac album um, It's called This Is Not A Test, and it is his latest album. Um, I think it's really good. I have never been a, a real like diehard fan of Toby Mac, but I do like some of his songs, and I, I definitely like his motivation and, and purpose for doing what he does. He definitely has a passion for God, and and you can kind of see that throughout all of his songs. Now, one thing that you want to, some people will be interested in knowing is that there is a feature of DC talk on one of his songs. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's weird. Um, and again, yeah, I used uh, to listen to DC talk and Toby Mac actually a lot. Uh, when I was in high school, of course, DC talk wasn't around anymore when I was in high school, but I discovered them when I was in high school. And so listened to a bunch of their stuff. Yeah, I know a lot of people like DC Talk, and they've always been wanting them to get back together. But I'd never, I never personally like really 
knew about DC Talk or, or cared about them all as much, besides the fact that I knew that a lot of people did. <laughs> but that's really cool. Um, what do you what do you like about DC Talk, and what's kind of like the the um, I guess the charm about their stuff? I'm not sure I remember. It's been years since I've listened to any of their stuff, so I'd have to go back and listen to it again. Uh, at the time, it was just some of the stuff was catchy and it was just good good music, I guess. Uh, at the time, I didn't have the uh, knowledge to be able to understand why I liked any song in particular. I, I couldn't pick out what part of it it was that I liked or you know pull it apart or anything. I just understood that, oh, I like listening to this song, so... I'll have to go back and listen to it again now that I kind of understand better and know a little bit more about music. I, I did notice one thing with Toby Mac, though. It's that I, I typically like less of his newer stuff because it's just the style shifted so much. And so I guess my question is, since I haven't listened to the newest album, is it more like his newer stuff, like whatever his last album was, which I don't remember the name of, or was is it more like some of his older stuff? Mm, that's a good question. I have not uh, had a chance to listen to his older stuff in a while. Um, but I do... What are you talking about older stuff? Are you talking about like 2005 or... or? Uh, well, like older stuff, I mean like Catch a Fire. Um, which, what album is that? Diverse City. Yeah, Diverse City. Okay, that's um, old. Momentum, even. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the, um, I would assume that it's completely different, but... Uh, it's definitely more poppy, but I wouldn't say that it's, um, yeah, I would say it's more poppy. I, from what I've heard, it's, it's a pretty, um, pretty poppy album. I think, I mean, it's definitely, he has like a reggae piece in there with, uh, this, this, uh, gal named Holland, which, um, which I don't know. She doesn't really have a, an artist, she has an artist page on Spotify, but she doesn't have any albums out. Um, and interestingly enough, I have a friend who met her uh, like yesterday, which is pretty cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Where? Uh, he works. He just he went to like a recording, um, a recording school, and I, I forget where it is or what it's called, but um, but it's kind of like a uh, like a. I think it's like a four week or a five week intensive uh producing school kind of thing hmm. um, interesting yeah i think it was at a signing though so it might not have had anything to do with that oh okay that makes a little bit more sense i always find it interesting people have stories of just running into people randomly like you know they go to walmart and there happens to be somebody that they would know from a song that they listen to or you know um, an actor that they know and they're just like oh hey <laughs> funny to see you here yeah so um so check out the album this is not a test i put um a song from the album on the spotify playlist um, okay cool so it's called lights light shine bright and it's really cool it's very different it's a reggae song I think, I feel like um, the stuff on the playlist should be different, should be kind of like showing a side of the artist that most people don't see. So when you listen to the playlist, just realize that all the songs are not going to look like, sound like that from the artist. Um, they're just going to be maybe a variety of different 
different, like va- maybe vastly different sounds. I don't know. It might be worth putting one of their most popular songs and then one of the different things on there. So you can kind of get an idea of what most of their stuff sounds like and then kind of the uh, kind of different sounds that they can get. That's a good point. Yeah. Should do that. Cool. So I actually listened to a ton of music this week, but it's most of the usual stuff. I listened to a bunch of, uh, a, I mean, a few hours worth of music in the car and on the plane because was just stuck with nothing to do for a long period of time. So I, I'm trying to think if I listened to anything out of the ordinary. I don't think I did. I think I just listened to everything by the Gaslight Anthem. Just shuffled it and listened to it from beginning to end. I listened to a bunch of The Killers. Again, just like listened to it from beginning to end and then listened to some Meatloaf. What else did I listen to? I don't know. I, I don't think I discovered anything new this week. It was all because everything was offline, so it was just whatever I had on my phone. So in case uh, our listeners are wondering, um, the Gaslight Anthem is definitely a recommended artist. Uh, as noted I'm sure by, I've mentioned them on every episode. Yeah, as noted by Jordan mentioning them on every episode. <laughs> and I have still failed to listen to any of that. Um, so, Oh, I'll have to go add. Can I add stuff to the playlist? I don't know if I can. Uh, if not, I'll send you. Well, if you have a Spotify account, I can add you as a collaborator. Okay, I do. Okay. We'll sort that out later. We'll put some of their stuff on there since it's not. I'll add some of their uh, best songs to it. Cool. It's good stuff. But yeah, I don't think I listened to anything new. Oh, as a side note that's completely unrelated, I w- went to a drive-in theater while I was in Washington, which was super cool. And have you ever been to a drive-in theater? I, I haven't. haven't. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool because it's works differently than a normal theater. You show up and there's it's always a double feature. You show up, you get food, you turn on your radio, so you're using your car sound system as the to play all the movie audio and then you're looking through your windshield to see the screen that is sweet and it, i think what did we see we saw um mission impossible which was really really good definitely worth seeing and then we saw terminator genesis which was okay but i mean you're there from the, they start the movie when the sun goes down like eight forty-five or so and then like you're there till almost you know one or two, depending on how long the intermission between the movies is. Just kind of a cool... It's probably my favorite way to watch movies, honestly. That sounds really fun. Yeah, and it tends to be more comfortable than sitting in a theater, assuming the seats in your car are fairly comfortable. Right. And you can bring whatever food you want. Yep. I think you're not really supposed to bring food in, but nobody really cares. You just put it in your car and nobody says anything. Usually they sell food there, and it tends to be a little bit better than what's at, the, at theaters because theaters, other than stuff like Studio Movie Grill, they don't really sell food food. But since you're there for so long, they usually sell stuff like, you know, they have hot dogs and nachos and all, all kinds of snack stuff. It's good stuff. Oh, they also had real Dr. Pepper with uh, cane sugar, which I was happy about, instead of the high fructose corn syrup. That's pretty interesting. I didn't know that they had that. Yeah, I mean, they have that here, but they just don't usually sell that at theaters and stuff. 
Usually I have to go to the store to buy it. Huh. Which so I, I guess every once in a while. I th- I suppose all the I've seen that in um Mountain Dew, I think, and maybe Coke, but uh. Yes, the I forget what they call it for Mountain Dew. So Coke, the ones made with real sugar are made in Mexico, so we just call it Mexican Coke. <laughs> and that's the only kind of Coke that I actually like. I don't like normal Coke really? at all. Like I think it tastes bad. Really? But I like Mexican Coke because it's made with real sugar and it tastes different. And the Dr. Pepper tastes different too. And there's actually two kinds of Dr. Pepper made with real sugar. And I not sure what the difference is. There's some sort of difference in recipe because one of them tastes better than the other. Huh. And and it's the one that tastes better is the one that we have here. And you can just buy it at Target, which is what I usually do. Just in the glass bottles, which is all, which also makes it better. Everything like that is better out of drinking it out of a glass or out of a glass bottle. So for whatever reason, it tastes different than drinking it out of plastic. I'm not 100% sure why. Let's I, keep it colder too. I have to agree with that. Yeah. So you should try, I don't know if you drink a lot of soft drinks. I don't typically, but you should try some uh, real Dr. Pepper. I will try that. Yep. So yeah, anyway, that was the tangent. We're talking about music. Uh, do we have a band of the week this week? The band of the, of the week? Uh, yes. Toby Mac. So. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if you mentioned that he was the band of the week, but I figured he was. Yeah. So for all our, all of our listeners, the band of the week is Toby Mac. There, I said it. Cool. Episode's going to be a little different this week because just a little less organized, but it's okay. Yeah. I, it seems kind of organized, but I guess all it's of semi organized are kind of not organized. So. Uh, it all depends. It depends. Um, let's see. Yeah, so I think if you listen to any other music, or is that about it? Um, I think that's about it, man. Cool. So let's see. Have you been playing any games this week? Um, well, besides the usual, um, no. Actually, yes. Um, I'm happy to say... <laughs> Wow. Okay. So um, there's a game called Fun Run on the i. Well, I think it's just it's an iPhone app, so it might be for iPad and and whatnot. But um, my sister and I yesterday we kind of wanted to play a game um, just randomly, and uh, um, so it's uh, it's a multiplayer game, and it's um, basically the the goal of the game is to win the race. It's a 2D scroller, um, and you have you get these bonuses, so you like run into question marks. It's kind of a bloody game. It sounds kind of fun, but like <laughs> it didn't take me too long to discover that you have these like abilities and these weapons that um, you can use, and like you die multiple times during the game, and there's no lives. So the only reason that dying is bad is because it like it will pull you back like a few seconds um so you kind of it delays your run um there's no running skill there's no the the only way you can go faster is by getting bonuses and you're not using anything to run all you're doing is jumping um and activating your um your your skill so it could be like a blade it could be like uh really going really fast um it could be a lightning 
So it's it's quite uh, ironic that it's called Fun Run when it <laughs> it kind of seems rather dark. It's not dark, but it it's it's kind of fun. Interesting. Well, and it's kind of funny because the, the all the things you're you as a player are doing is everything but running. Exactly. Huh. If you're looking for a a fun iPhone app, it might be all right. Yeah, it kind of seems. It doesn't really sound like a, a long term play kind of thing. More no. of a <laughs> just a quick game here and there. Right. It's not bad. Uh, Angry Birds is kind of something that might be similar to that. Well, as far as like playtime goes, I'm sure the gameplay is yeah not at all alike. When you said fun run, I was assuming it was going to be something like another Temple Run clone, but that sounds better than that. What What do you mean Temple Run? What is that? Oh, you've never played Temple Run? I don't think so. It's an endless. It was an endless runner game where you would run along this, like, the top of a wall or something in a temple, and there would be obstacles, and so you'd swipe left or swipe right to move left. No, wait, you would swipe left or swipe right to turn left or turn right, and then you would tilt your phone to move your position on the wall, and you just try to see how long you can go for, which is okay. It was not a bad game, but uh, there they made a ton of different clones of it where people would just be like, oh, I can make that game. I'll just make that again and just do the exact uh, same thing but with a different skin. And so it sounded, I assumed that that was what it was when you said that. Yeah. But then I went and looked at it and it, it's not. So it's very different and it's multiplayer, so that's cool. So is, is it, I'm assuming it's not local multiplayer. Like you, do you connect over local yeah. networks or do you connect? It's not local. It's just, uh, it's global multiplayer, but you obviously have friends, so you can you can invite your friends. Okay, so you, do, does it do that through the game center? I'm assuming it does. Or do you do that in game? Uh, it's in oh, really? game. Yeah. So originally, my sister and I wanted to. Well, my sister suggested doing something on the iPhone, and I had. Um, I was like, okay, let's do it. So we'd never played a game before. We went to the game center. Game center is kind of confusing slightly, and we wanted to. I guess we thought we could go through game center. But not all games like link through Game Center, which is weird because there's not a very easy way to find out, according to my knowledge, that uh, a game is linked through Game Center. I think it'll say on the store page. Will it? Okay. But I'm not 100% sure. And there is a, the main reason why they don't go through Game Center is if they're also on other platforms and they want to let you ha- play multiplayer with people that are on other platforms because... Game Center's Apple only. Mm, that's that's a cool. That's a, so there are a few other things that are almost the same as Game Center, but are cross-platform, and I cannot remember the name of them right now. But there's a few other frameworks. But a lot of times they'll just have their own thing. And they'll like create a username and then right. add people. Yeah. It just tends to be easier. This reminds me, if you're, anybody's looking for a really good iPhone game, multiplayer iPhone game, I think my favorite one so far is, oh, what's the name of it? Oh, Space Team. Space Team is great. Space, Space. Team is a game where um, everybody gets their phone, and you are all in one ship, and you are working to survive different zones. And so the way it works is, each person has a set of controls on their screen that are all labeled either with nonsense technobabble words or with just symbols. And 
they're all different for each player's screen. And then each player will also get instructions, and they all get different instructions. And so it'll say, uh, set shift sanitizer to one. And you don't have that control. Somebody else has that control. So you have to yell it out, and they have to listen for it. But the thing is, they're also getting instructions, and they're also having to yell all the stuff out. <laughs> so you're having to all yell over each other and try to listen for something that's on your screen and change it within a certain amount of time so that you can survive that zone. And it just ends up being really chaotic and a lot of fun. That sounds really fun. I, I'm looking at the app right now. It's... Uh... It looks pretty cool. Like, is this, would this be something that you'd only do off of local network or? So I think typically you, well, you can only do it over a local network just because of the nature of the game. You have to be able to hear each other. Right. The way it usually works is that you do it over Bluetooth. So you just enable Bluetooth. You don't have to have a network connection. Oh, cool. And then you all play. And it's actually my favorite car trip game. This looks really cool. Yeah. A few years ago on my senior trip for high school, we all loaded up on our phones and you know, on, while we were in the car, we were playing the game and it was crazy. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I haven't played it a ton since then just because I haven't had a whole lot of time where I've been with a ton of people that had the game, but it's great. It's kind of a pity though because the guy put it out there for free, but you could pay to remove ads or whatever and not enough people paid so he didn't make any money on it. He actually lost money. Oh, man. Which is a pity, but... Because it's a really good game. Yeah, I only see 22 reviews on here. They're all five-star, I think, but... Yeah. Well, cool. So should we make that the game of the week? Uh, that can be the game of, game of the week. I have one other game that I played... Well, I actually played this week, which is really good, though. And that is Blues and Bullets. Have you heard of Blues and Bullets? Nope. I had not until this past week. Actually, I think it just came out recently. So Blues and Bullets is a noir-themed third-person narrative game. So it's a lot like stuff that Telltale makes, like The Walking Dead and Wolf Among Us and stuff like that. But it in this game, you play Elliot Ness, who is a detective, and... It's the detective that took down Al Capone, actually. But it's not the same as the real story. There's some alt-history stuff in there, which is really good. It's just an interesting game. I can't say too much without spoiling it. But my favorite part of the part of the game is the aesthetic, which is it's black and white with red accents, kind of like Sin City or... Uh, I think there was a few... What was it? There was a game that did something similar to that. I think it was the Saboteur that did that and it looks really good so the texture quality isn't great but just the fact that everything is in black and white makes it look better it's all all noir themed the music's good so basically the way it works if you haven't played narrative games before is you kind of control the character and you walk around but most of what most of your actual choices are in dialogue so you'll walk up to somebody you'll talk to them and they'll say something to you and they'll give you like three options and depending on what option you choose things may turn out differently So I haven't played too far into it, but so far it seems really good. So I'm looking at the Wikipedia page, and gameplay says there will be shooting sections. Is that... Oh, yes, that's true. So there are shooting sections. It's not really a third-person shooter. 
because there are sections where, you know, he'll run up, he'll take cover, and then they'll let you use the mouse to point and then shoot at the people. Which is actually fun and it controls well enough. But it's not, you know, it's it's not actually third-person shooting because you're not fully controlling the character during those sections. Yeah. There are actually a, a couple really cool parts with that. One of them is you, you're running up towards a building and you're kind of running through this garden. It's super interesting and you kind of have to see that one the other one that's really cool is there's a portion in the intro where there's this text that's kind of telling you what's happening and it's in a flashback and instead of the text just being on the screen the text is in the world and you're like taking cover behind this text and then shooting at silhouettes because it's illustrating what he's thinking and it's really stylized and really cool But yeah, no, it's a good game so far. But it's a five-part, I think five-part. It's an episodic game, and only one episode's out yet. So we'll, it'll, it remains to be seen if it stays good. And I haven't even beat the first episode yet, so we'll see. But yeah, that's the only thing I've really been playing this week. Cool stuff. Sounds yep. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't run. It didn't run particularly well on my laptop, but it runs great on my desktop. So, um, anything going on in the game gaming realm? There are some things going on, um, but I've been out of town, so I'm paying a ton of attention. Let me see if I can remember anything that's that's particularly interesting or recent. Some stuff's been released, but it's kind of a slow time as far as releases and stuff go right now. Um, oh, there was a thing with a Kickstarter recently, and I'm trying to remember the name of it. There was a Kickstarter by a dev where they, they put out this Kickstarter trying to fund this game, and then partway through, it, partway through the campaign, they announced that they actually already had the funding to make the game because a publisher had given them funding and they didn't actually need the money from Kickstarter. But they were just going to use that as extra money and people got a little mad and started pulling their pledges. Oh, wow. So I don't think it ended up getting funded. This all happened while I was on vacation, so I didn't really do it. I didn't really get a chance to look into it a whole lot. What um what do you know about Exploding Kittens, the card game? I know that it was one of the most successful Kickstarters, but other than that, I don't know it's not about it. Hold uh, on. I was just asking because I don't really know either. Hmm. It did kind of seem like a um So it was like Okay, so there were there were $8,782,571 pledged of their $10,000 goal. <laughs> nice. It's highly successful. It's a card game. I don't really know how it works, honestly, because I've heard about it, but it wasn't really... It didn't sound like my cup of tea, so I didn't really look into it all that much. Uh, Exploding Kittens is a highly strategic, kitty-powered version of Russian Roulette, according to their page. Players take turns drawing cards until someone draws an exploding kitten and loses the game. 
The deck is made up of cards that let you avoid exploding by peeking at the cards before you draw, forcing your opponent to draw multiple cards, or shuffling the deck. The game gets more and more intense with each card you draw because fewer cards left in the deck may means a greater chance of drawing the kitten and exploding in a fiery ball of feline hyper hyperbole. Sounds interesting. It seems kind of simple. Yes. Well, so it, it sounds what it sounds like is a party card game, and most like party games are very simple, or best simple. If it gets too complicated, then people don't want to take the time to learn stuff like this. It's you, there's not much to learn, mm-hmm. and it's mostly random, so it tends to be fun. Wow. Well, from what you just said, I have a hard time believing that there could be $8 million pledged for the game. Well, what happened is it just kind of went viral, and everybody was like, oh, this is great. Everybody go support this. And so everybody did. It's still not out, though. I thought it was like shipping in July or something. It was supposed to. They just... A few days ago, I think? Or... Hmm. Oh no, they did. They started shipping. Well, the last update on their Kickstarter page says that they're shipping today. Oh yeah, on my birthday actually, July thirtieth. Nice. So they shipped July thirtieth, and they started the Kickstarter back in January. So that's not unreasonable. But they did seem to have a little bit of an issue getting that many produced just because they had so many more backers than they were expecting. Right. They were expecting about 500 orders and they sold 460,000 copies of it instead. <laughs> so it's good for them, but that creates logistical problems. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Okay. stuff so that might be um your cup of tea if you care for that kind of stuff but if it is then you probably already heard about it maybe maybe not maybe not Not everybody follows kickstarter i mean because i didn't know anything about it i knew the name because i've heard of it but i didn't know anything about it until just now when i looked it up true true Yeah. Hmm. Do you have any other topics that you want to talk about today? Um. Hmm. What other? Just trying to see if there's any other artists that I've been listening to because I don't recall. Um. Yeah, I think. Toby Max really the only the only real thing I think is worth talking about. Um, as far as music news, I think um, his album before this one, Eye on It, was a, uh-huh. I think it got to the Billboard one hundred or two hundred Billboard two hundred, which. If you don't know what the Billboard 200 is, it's a um, a Billboard charting. It, Billboard charting is the basically the standard for charting all music that goes through the system. And the 200 is keep basically keeps track of album sales, like physical. And I don't recall. I think 
digital album sales too, I think. Um, the Billboard 100 is, uh, I think it's Radio Play. So I don't, th- oh, okay. so it got to the top of the 200, which means it was, it went pretty viral in sales. But that was, nice. that was a while ago. So that's old news. Well, I'm not sure we have a ton more to talk about today. We may end up cutting this episode a little bit short and then uh, preparing better for next week and maybe have a little bit longer episode. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap it up for this week. All right. Sounds good. So if people want to find you and the things that the music that you make and the things that you say, where can they find you? Um, You can find me on Twitter at Zachary Bruno. You can find me on uh, SoundCloud at Zachary Bruno Music or at Koi Reef. Um, you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. Um, those should be linked via my website. Um, and what about you, Jordan? Well, if you want to see things that I say on occasion, you can find me on Twitter at Lytle Jordan, L-Y-T-L-E-J-O-R-D-A-N. And that's about it. Well, if you want to listen to more episodes of this podcast, you can go to collectednonsense.com or search for Collected Nonsense on iTunes. So I think that's about it. So thanks for talking, Zachary, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Have a great day. You too.